You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. This is episode number 1077, and I'm your host, Richard Franzi. And boy, do we have a good show planned for you today. Do you find yourself following someone else's vision because you're afraid or confused about what to do? Dr. Dina Brown, the millennial whisperer, guides others into seeing the true freedom in their life. And she's here today to tell us more about how you can take more control in your personal narratives. Dr. Brown, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, Excited. It's, yeah, it's not, I've been looking forward to having you on the program since we had that conversation at the Center Club not that long ago. And uh, it's wonderful that we were able to get you on the show so quickly. So, but before we talk about what I said in the open, yes. let's do a little bit about you, maybe an interesting story. Help our audience of entrepreneurs and business owners to learn who you are. Well, besides being just devastatingly amazing, um, as a whole, I'm a person that has made a commitment to herself okay. to not only own her truth, to walk in it and educate others about it. Okay. And that takes some hard decisions sometimes, and it takes you being a risk taker as well right. and not being afraid to stand away and to stand alone. When you actually stand for something. So let's unpack that a little bit. <laughs> when did you come to this realization to stand in your own truth? Well, there's been a multiple opportunities along the journey. Okay. I call them those little pit stops sure. along the journey because that's what we're on in life's journey. Right. Is that my first was that my bachelor's degree is in economics. I was going to school to be a corporate lawyer. And so I had to th think about what was my why. Why did I want to do that? I wanted to make tons of money and I wanted to work three months a year. And go on vacation the rest of that time. However, as I began to work with additional groups and do mentorship and get involved um, socially and with community organizations, I realized that there was a disconnect. I thought, why did I want to make a lot of this money? I wanted to make the money because I wanted to give scholarships and pour into educational okay. institutions. Right. And so I had this aha moment that could I actually be a force to reckon with if I actually shifted into that space to become a leader in that space mm -hmm. as opposed to writing a check because I thought differently. I did things differently and I had a new, I had a, a, a different perspective and I could, the greatest gift I could offer them was myself. Right. And so us, you know, my parents weren't too happy. I was just going to ask how did they, <laughs> because sometimes when you have that realization, it's, the people around you maybe aren't vibrating the same way as you at that time. Perfect choice of words is that my whole life I loved finance and business, and I still do. Yeah. But I realized that for me, what I what fueled me and what got me excited was helping people, especially helping people learn differently and not put themselves in the box. Mm -hmm. And so when I said, "Well, I'm going instead of the MBA JD program at Old Dominion," I entered into a Master's of Education program, wow. and this was the first time in my life that I ever made a shift to do something differently. I wanted to be a mogul since I was young and since I saw a pretty woman. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I wanted to be the Richard Gere, not the pretty woman. <laughs> I wanted to be Richard Gere. I wanted to go into businesses and I wanted to go and see what was wrong with them, fix them, organizational right. leadership, and then sell them for tons of money and walk away clearly. And I realized that, was I going to be fulfilled with that? Mm -hmm. Was that going to fuel me in the long term? Okay. I introduced you as the millennial whisperer. How do we go from what you just said in the intro to that 
positioning now? Oh, gosh, you have the best questions. All right. So the fact that I transitioned to be an educator, my background's over 20 years in education. Again, I'm 29 plus tax and gratuity. And that being a school principal and being an educator for over 20 years, I think about when I entered the profession and those lives that I got the chance to impact every day. Well, when we do the clock in my math uh-huh. <laughs> and most people's math, not my new math, actually, those young people who were in my classroom, who got the sound of my voice and got me the, the touch of my hand uh-huh. and my initial genius, they are millennials today. Okay. Okay. And I always said relationship, relationship, relationship. So they go, how do you get them to do stuff and learn things? And they're showing signs. They're having these crazy test scores. I said, I listen. I talk to them. And I treat them with respect, and I require them to expect me, respect me. Well, transform, fast forward to today, is that I still have relationships with those young people or those millennials. So they call me. I'm having this trouble. They're now in the workforce. Right. And they're saying, no one shows us how to do this. They don't explain to us. They're not giving us this room. You taught us that we can think and do and be Mm -hmm. and take risk and challenge and be innovators. But I'm not getting that. What do I do? Okay. And I was getting that question all the time. So that's the whisperer part? That's the whisperer part. But no, that's why my passion is with millennials. Okay. And the whisperer part, because maybe I have a super sexy voice, but no, not that. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a lot of it, a lot of it was the fact that I always got the question is, why do they listen to you? And how do you seem to get them to move? How do you get them to step into their space and own their space? Mm -hmm. And I began to get that question. I did not create the Millennial Whisperer. Someone else gave that to me. Oh, isn't that awesome when that happens? Yes. And then when people start paying me for it, I was like, heck yeah. Um, And that's what they were looking for. And so they said, well, you're like some Millennial Whisperer. They come to you. They gravitate to you. Why do they listen to you? And I said, because I listen to them. Mm -hmm. And I ask their questions. And I look at what they need as opposed to what I want them to be. So the audience tends to be business owners, entrepreneurs, running middle market companies across North America. And so uh, a frame that I've refrained that I've heard on occasion about millennials mm-hmm. in the workforce is high expectations and short attention spans. Do you, do you feel that is a, and I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. saying I advocate that. This is what I hear. When, if you were positioned with that, is that your experience whispering in the millennials or? I believe that there's um, more than one answer to that. It depends. Okay. That who's, who has the high expectations? Because as an employee, And we talk about retention. We talk about engagement. Right. Is that I expect for you to be engaged. I have high expectations from you. And do you have a short attention span? Did you train me? Did you give me the toolkit that I needed? Did you listen to my needs or wants? Or did you just look at the fact that I can have, I have a digital media space or that I could calculate, you know, as many algorithms as you need in five minutes. And therefore that's the amount of time that you gave me to grow me. Mm Mm-hmm. The challenge in the workspace for dealing with millennials is that they want to know that you see them just as much as you need them. And by seeing them, that you see them with the Chinese. You don't even see the Chinese symbol of seeing and listening and hearing. It means you do so with your whole body, with your eyes, your ears, your heart, your mind. And you pull all of that together. And so you're sort of turning it back on the business owners. Absolutely. Maybe it's you that have the short extension span. My, My response to many business owners is, I think there's nothing wrong with your workforce holding you accountable right? and asking for the bigger picture. Right. Right. And I find that being a parent of two millennials, mm-hmm. I think we've done a great job raising children that don't accept what 
our generation, being a boomer, just accepted from authority. And so I think that's, I don't know, in your role working with them, they, maybe sometimes they feel a challenge of, you know, how do I present this to the boss without making them mad? That's but I honestly want to know. No, that's the exact question. I'm so, it's like I could have scripted it myself. One of the things that I pride myself on when I was in the classroom before I went into school administration was that, let me teach you how to question. Right. And you do so respectfully. Right. You don't just take what is said, ask why, and then go figure it out if you, if you really want to know. But if you look at prior generations that, and even in certain households, you don't ask why. Are you questioning me? I don't know about you, but I had grown up in Ruby Louise's house. If you said, are you questioning me? <laughs> and you had to think, do I want to live till tomorrow? Right. Uh, or do I not? You know, because it was, it's a generational, sometimes it's a cultural thing yes, it is. as well. Right. So like you said, your children, you encourage them to not just accept any answer and to ask. And so what I love to do, which is the whisper part is, let me show you how to ask. Because there's a way to do so. Okay. And that's where there's a disconnect in the communication piece. Right. And it, does that training work in reverse? You know, Absolutely. again, we're talking to business owners. I mean, conversation is a dialogue. There's two people in it, at least. It's probably not just enough to help one side of that equation. Isn't there an opportunity for you to work also with the business owners? With both. Now, the interesting piece to that, when I was working with one of my coaches and, and one of my business partners, they were saying, well, if you want to niche down, because, again, the things that I offer and I share, it's really applicable across any generation. Sounds like it. Right. Any. And I said, but why I'm targeting and why I'm speaking to millennials, I said, it's because they have a cry for help for people to see them as they are for who they are and to help them right. with the how. I said, now, the interesting thing that occurred from that is that I have non-millennials going, can you help me talk? To, I, I'm trying to okay. figure them out. Okay, so you're seeing that already. I've People seen that already, and, and I actually help. have more going, can you help me relate and connect? And I have millennials saying, thank you for listening and seeing us and helping right. to convey. Right. We're talking with Dr. Dina Brown, and she's the millennial whisperer, but she also sounds like she's a baby boomer whisperer <laughs> for those business owners. We're going to take a very short break. Uh, when we come back, I want to pick at what you said earlier in the first block, because I think there's a very strong correlation between people who ask good questions and get acceptable, good answers and employee engagement in yes. the workforce. So would you pick at that a little bit? When Absolutely. We come back? All right. Don't, you don't want to go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we'll be right back after this word from me. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. 
And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. All of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guest websites whose CEOs have placed the player and the show on their website. You know, since we started doing the show in 2009, we've reached hundreds of thousands of listeners through our live stream, our podcast, and the other channels that we use. Simply type in Critical Mass Radio Show into your favorite podcasting software to find our weekly shows with outstanding guests like Dr. Dina Brown. Before the break, I said I I just wanted to look a little bit in your work. Do you see a correlation between companies who allow their workforce, millennials or not, Mm -hmm. to question authority, to seek to understand, and a healthy response that leads to engagement? Yes. Not only does it lead to engagement, but at least to innovation as well. Wow. Because you tend to... Um, create right. when in the midst of conflict. I don't know if re- people kind of realize that, but that's a whole other area. I don't want to go into, I want to hit that engagement piece that you're talking about. Think about courtship. When you want, when you see someone that you love, you want, you're interested in them, you throw out all the bells and the whistles, you say the right words, you wear the right clothes, you have the right perfume on. Right. But as soon as you've dated a few times, you've had some Netflix and chill, then guess what happens next? Then, oh, do I have to take you out? Oh, I'm going to show up in my sweats all the time. Oh, you read my mind. The sweatpants come out. (laughs) The sweatpants come out. And what employers are doing is that they're transitioning that same kind of mindset into the workspace. Okay. And so millennials are saying, hey, you lured me in. You got ping pong table. You got all this other stuff. You said that you like me, that you like what I think and what I need. Right. But now when it comes to my work and my growth, oh, I got to invest in you there. Right. You can't do it on your own. Right. Oh, I thought I was going to get it from you. Mm -hmm. And so that piece becomes absent and so you see a lessening in engagement and they start taking on some of their own um challenges and they actually leave yeah that's almost that could be disengagement right because you got me under a false premise and now i'm sort of stuck here Mm -hmm. right that's this isn't you weren't you weren't the employer i I got hired by right Right. who are you now right does your audio and video match and that's what they're looking for and in both cases and so do you spend the time investing in personal growth if you want professional leadership and professionalism you're going to have to invest in personal development so that you can actually see the ongoing growth necessary because that's that's another area and tell me you know you're the you're the millennial whisperer not me and so i trust your guy i said on this but that's one of the things that i love about that generation is their desire for collaboration and mentorship there really is a desire to learn from their elders yes which sometimes I think gets misinterpreted by the people who are supposed to do the teaching. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Conversation just had with a client a couple of weeks ago, and they said, how do I ask for help and mentorship without them thinking I'm trying to steal their job? <sighs> and I'm afraid to talk to that, them right? because they feel they think I'm trying to take their job, but I don't. I just want to know how to do this, and so I want to learn. I'm excited about learning, but I'm afraid that they think that I'm going to take their job, and so they don't want to share with me all the tools, and right. so i got to go figure it out somewhere else, and I'm frustrated. Right, and, and, and a, another perception that I have, uh, that I've heard, is that the constant questioning shows a lack of initiative right. when I think being, this is all about peer learning, Dr. Right. Brown, right? I believe right. experience, we, we can learn from others' experiences, and it's a shorter way to success than you know trial and error. Yes. So I, I think an inquisitive, so I saw Seth Godin last week, he was mm-hmm. here in Orange County, and one of the, one of the messages that he left mm-hmm. about raising children, he said, um, if you do anything and your children are curious, feed that curiosity. Yes. 
because what they should be looking to do is solve interesting problems yes. all their life. Yes. And, and so I think yes. a, a person asks a lot of questions is curious. Mm-hmm. You should feed that you should as feed an employer. That. They want to do a great job. And it just came up after I did a talk um, at a lunch and learn. And I had the employer come over and say, you know, they always ask them questions. They just feel them entitled. They don't want to work. And then <laughs> I said, well, have you thought about this? Maybe they want to please you and do a great job. Exactly. And you didn't give clear enough instruction. Right. And that there's a lack of clarity, so they don't have the consciousness to be able to implement consistent actions right. for you to be for them to be successful. So w- this is this is a millennial love fest, right? Ah, I mean, we're ha- yes. we're having a, a healthy conversation, and I think there are uh, hopefully there are people that are listening to this and may have a difference of opinion. I respect that, and I encourage that. So to balance it out, if you if, if in your role as millennial whisperer, is there some positive coaching that you give to them? of something that you're seeing across that generation that maybe they shouldn't do as much in the workforce? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, I, again, I hope no holds bar. I tell them, number one, get over yourself and lead. Okay. And, and learn how to do it. Learn how to communicate. They are not your best friends. You need to learn how to communicate effect, effectively. <laughs> and to do that, you have to think of, I'm not talking to my neighbor, my best friend, and we're not sitting at Starbucks. That if you want to know how to get ahead, you need to be present and not just present because you're physically present. Are you mentally present as well? And that if you are asking questions, ask pertinent questions and that they are relevant to what you need to do to get to your next grader mm-hmm. and to grow within this, this company is that you also have to make sure that your audio and video matches as well. If you're saying that you care and you want to be engaged and you want to be an asset to this company, then show up as an asset. So they get the, they get the tough talk. Okay. As well. But then they go, okay, well, how do I do it? Okay, now let's create a plan, written plan okay. to be able to do that. And where are your areas of honest areas of weakness that you need to grow? And what one thing do you want to start with? Can't do the whole lot. Right. Start with one. Right. And we'll move on from there. So, you know, I wish we had more time, but the, my, <laughs> my producer's telling me we're, we're close to the end. If someone wants to learn more about you, how would you say they should find you online? They can find me online at dbcoachingandconsulting.com. And you can find all kinds of wonderful ideas and opportunities to work with me. You can also follow me on Instagram at Dr. Dina Speaks on Instagram and Twitter. Can you spell Dina? Yes, Dina spelled D-E-E-N-A. So Dr. D-R-D-E-E-N-A Speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S dot com. Oh, sorry, at Twitter, Instagram. Okay, okay. Instagram and Twitter, same yes. handle? Yes, okay. same handle. So you're finding all the social media channels to be viable for you and your business as you scale? Well, to be honest with you, my preferable, my preference space is LinkedIn. Okay, okay. <laughs> and they can look at uh, Dr. Dina um, at link, on LinkedIn. However, I know it's important that to go where your ideal audience and your target audience that you need to speak right. to, and right. they happen to be on Instagram Yes. and on Twitter. So I'm getting my Instagram and Twitter life together and YouTube, building my YouTube channel to be able to put a lot of inform, information there. That's awesome. as well. well, and I know that you're out in the community, Southern California, other places speaking or on panels. So you're really, yes. you're finding opportunities to spread the word. Absolutely. So we'll have to have you back. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the critical mass community. It's thank you awesome. for being a friend of the program. It's thank been you awesome. so much. All right. Well, that's all we're going to do today for this show, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to thank our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, who without which we wouldn't be able to do this show, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Uh, my Twitter handle is CEO Peer Groups. 
And my website simply is criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.